you're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss. I'm the Weed Smart Communications and Project Lead. And in this podcast, we catch up with somebody from the regions, whether it be the North, South or Western, each month, and we find out what's happening in their patch in regards to weed control. Let's get into it. East Bingley grain farmer Lance Turner joins us on the Regional Update today. Just in case you're not aware, Pingley is based in WA's Wheat Belt and uh, the region has had a pretty good start to the season. So Lance joins me now to have a chat about it. How are you going, Lance? You're not too badly, Jess. How's yourself? Really good. Nice to have you on the podcast again. It has been a couple of years since we've chatted on the podcast. So firstly, can we just get a bit of background on where you farm? Because you don't just farm in East Pingley. You've got uh, another property further north as well. Can you paint a bit of a picture of where you farm and how it's going? Yeah, yep. We're, we're spread out a fair bit, actually. We So the home place is East Pingley. We're about 50 k's east of Pingley. And then we've got another property east of Corrigan, which is about 100 k's further east. And their chalk and cheese, the Pingley stuff is duplex, you know, sand plain. Corrigan one is heavy red uh, moral, you know, red uh, clays. And then to top it all off, the last few years, we've had another one about 350 k's north, and it is up at a place called Goodlands, and it's like right on the edge of station country, so it's it's really marginal. So that just throws another another one into the mix. Yeah, you've made things interesting for yourself, but you have had a pretty good start to the season, I hear. Can you give us a bit of an overview of how things are going so far with seeding and, and how you're juggling all those properties that you've got? <laughs> yeah. Well, we never make a plan until a couple of days before it's ready to go because you just never know what's going to be where. But, um, you know, at the home in Pingeling, we, we sort of said earlier on, if we get 25 mils, we're going to sit and not do any seeding there because we had no summer rain, so no subsoil moisture. But we ended up with about 60 mils, so within a couple of days, that changed our plans. We've stayed there, put our canola in, and that's in and emerging now. We swung on to barley, which is a little bit early because it's actually probably a bit in between for moisture for lupins. So... In the next couple of days, we'll go on to lupins and skim them into the surface so they stay dry rather than wet because we don't want them to be in between. Then, you know, half that will move out east because we've had 100 mil out there, so we've got a lot more moisture. And up north is the same because they've been in upper level depressions that have come through, so they've given us more moisture in those further out places. So we, we've gone from not doing anything at home because we reckon we weren't going to get the rain to all of a sudden we're going to do everything there before we move elsewhere. So that's where we're sitting at the minute. Yeah, very busy time uh, for you. And speaking about your weed burdens, what are your biggest weed burdens and do they differ compared uh, to the different properties that you've got? Yeah, it's hard to say. Look, they do very a bit. Home is still ryegrass, but we, you know, we've been doing chaff carts. We did chaff carts for about 15 or 16 years and the last five years have been seed destructors. And dare I say it, this last year is the first time in all that time we haven't done any harvest weed seed control because we started up north. And last year was such a good year up north from the site. You know, we started after the cyclone in April, which gave us a really good year. We actually were overloading our seed destructors, so we just disconnected them and kept harvesting. And then through laziness or no, no rain to pull up to, you know, connect them back up again, we just didn't. We should have pulled up for half a day and, and, and you know, <laughs> put them back on, but we just kept going. We didn't get any wet weather. So last year we did the whole program in the end with no um, harvest weed seed control, but our weeds at home is ryegrass but it's not a lot so that's why we were happy just to, you know for one year we could skip it yeah yep. on the whole our biggest weed issue is last year's volunteer 
So right. you know, whatever's going in, is, you know, that's, that's our biggest weed issue. Okay, well, that's good news. Um, and so you have featured, we've talked in the past quite a bit about your chaff carts and as you mentioned there, you're now using seed destructors. What else have you changed about your farming system? Is there anything else notable, um, whether it be, you know, other big six items aside from harvest weed seed control that you've changed over the years? No, we, we're out east and up north because they're more marginal. We, we run a third fallow because they're not really suitable for break crops. Up north is lack of rain. Out east is just not the country for, you know, lupins or, you know, the, the lower rainfall for canola. You know, people do grow canola out that way, but we just, we're better off harvesting moisture for a year. Mm. That's probably one thing that's changed over the years is the fallow. And this year we've actually stepped both those places back to half fallow, half crop. And, you know, not so, it's probably the high, the high inputs, but not for this year because we've got high grain prices. We can offset it, but we're thinking... Next year, further down the track, I don't think inputs are going to come back that quick where if the world has a good grain year, yeah, grain could come back. So we're just sort of setting it up for the next year um, in that regard. As far as anything else, we're looking at probably a weed type system for the fallows because now we're running a lot more fallows, but we haven't got that yet uh, or gone down that path yet. We're just we watching it. It's just expensive, so it's something that you know, now inputs are gone higher. Well, it's probably more on the, on the list to, to look into. Yeah, for sure. And in regards to those high input costs, has that influenced your approach at all this season? Like, have you had have you made any changes to the chemicals that you're going to be using uh, for your spraying? Has any anything changed in that regard? No, no, not really. Because we're lucky. We we bought a fair bit of glyphosate last year, ready for you know summer spraying, but we didn't get any summer rain, so we still got a lot of that on hand, which is getting used up now, obviously. But it, no, we haven't changed anything for this year because like I said you can you can offset the high inputs with higher grain prices so it still makes for an average sort of season yeah. but the following year that we're worried about if grain prices come back you know I just don't think that inputs could come back as quickly mm. so yeah this year we haven't really changed um, anything we do at yeah. this point yeah that makes sense and in mm. terms of you know Weeds in the area, obviously ryegrass is the issue for you in your southern property, but is there anything that you've noticed this season that you think people need to be particularly mindful about when it comes to weeds? I know for you it sounds like you've got very low weed numbers, which is great to hear, but, yeah, is there any other um, any tips you have for growers in your region that you'd share? Oh, I, I, no, I don't, I don't think so. Every, everyone's pretty much onto it. But I, look, this year is a perfect opportunity to actually sit back and have a double knock because we've had such an early start. We sat on our hands. It was really hard to do. When, it, when we got that 60 mil over a few days, we sat on our hands for another 10 days to get a good germination before we started spraying. That was hard to do. You know, there was a lot of people yeah. actually out feeding, which we normally would too. But um, we just said, no, nah, we'll sit and get a really good double knock so this year is a good opportunity to be able to double knock everything so that's that's about probably one of the few opportunities we've been able to get this year that we don't get a lot of years. That's a great uh, approach that you've taken there. Well thank you so much for catching up with us Lance. Is there anything else about your farm that's changed that you want to share before we wrap things up? Not that I can think of. I get a good look at the countryside just looking around and see what everyone's up to. That's (laughs) that's about all all I can say from our point of view but yeah no, uh, no I can't think of anything.
it has been a, an evolution on your farm going from chaff carts and you were a big uh, advocate of that back in the day and, uh, yeah, very influential in that space and now to hear that you're going well with your seed destructors is great and, yeah, we wish you all the best over seeding and hopefully it all pans out to be a successful year for you, Lance. Look, yes, every, every year is a good year. Just some are more good than others. So that's, <laughs> Very yeah, true. Just remember that. Very true. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. No worries.